Hey everybody, and welcome to the Dark Cast. This is yet another part of episode 200. I'm your host, Jonathan. Joining me today is Joel Zerla. Oh, I am here. I don't know how many episodes I've been on, but man, congratulations. This is awesome. Episode 200. Woohoo! And Alan Kessinger. Holy crap, 200 episodes. <laughs> so freaking cool. <laughs> We have a... It's like a trilogy, but a lot longer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A trilogy in 200 parts. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. Uh, we've got a great show lined up for you. We talk about video games and books. It's great. You'll enjoy it. Thank you so much for listening. Now on with the show. So uh, in in the first part of of 200, uh, we kind of talked about our kind of looking forward to uh, to 2016 since we had some you know not so regular um, dark cast fellows with us. Now, Alan, you you haven't been a part of our uh, uh, look forward to 2016. So Joel and I have talked a lot about 2016, but I did kind of want to you know it's it's been. What about two months since you were last on the podcast? So kind of see what you've been playing and what you're looking forward to. And, um, and I don't know. We'll just see where sure. the conversation goes from sure. there. So, uh, so yeah, what, what, what do you play today? Or not necessarily today, but, you know, yeah, these days. Good. Yep. <laughs> um. Alan, what are you playing right now think, while you're podcasting? I think Brian is the oh, only one that's uh, able to do that. Do, uh, no, do you guys play uh, video games while you podcast? <laughs> I I do not have the brain capacity to try to talk. Yeah, I've, I've heard him like play video. Like I can hear does, the buttons clicking really sometimes. Do that? It's it is. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's awesome. That's just his. That's just my brain working, actually. <laughs> that's that's, that's, just, <laughs> yeah. that's me trying to formulate a witty. Uh, uh, yeah, see, I'm already struggling here. Um, trying to do a witty trans, uh, transition to the next topic. But, yeah, I, I've heard Brian as well. Uh, either that or he's uh, yes. trying to quiet his dog from yes. waking up his entire household. <laughs> One of those funny. two. Oh, that's funny. That's really funny. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I don't I don't think I could do both at the Indeed. same time. But I commend Indeed. those. Right, well, anyway, so, uh, so so what are you playing? Not right now, but you know, <laughs> now ish. Not not at this moment, but probably what I will go back to. Well, okay. So enough of the preamble. So for a while, I was mm. I was I was playing um, Rise of the Tomb Raider, and um, I exchanged some tweets with you guys, and I was really enjoying. Um, Tomb Raider. I thought it was a lot more fun than the um, than the first one, primarily because it kind of lets you go explore like the like the hidden tombs and caves and whatnot for treasure and stuff like that, which I really like. Um, and I like that they're frequent, and I like how you know they're just a great way for you to kind of take a break from from the action from the action and the main story, as as it were. Um, but then something happened. Um, I found myself <laughs> back into the rabbit hole of Dark Souls. Um, <laughs> that is a weird transition, Alan. It is a super weird transition. I don't know why. Uh, I don't know how it happened. It was just like, 
huh, you know, I have this copy of Dark Souls 2 Scholar of the, Scholars of the First Sin on my shelf, and I've never played it. And maybe I should play through that again. And since then, it's just been... The, the nightmare has returned. Um, it's just been all Dark, so- Dark Souls 2 all the time. And... Um, Already I'm planning on playing Demon Souls again, and I may or may have may not have before this podcast purchased <laughs> Dark Souls um, off Steam and downloaded and installed a few mods. Um, I also saw that you were interested in a very expensive strategy guide. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. wait, what? Okay, Alan is off deep end on this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, found, I found this article on Destructoid. Um, I guess Namco Bandai announced this, like, super-duper premium edition of the strategy guide for Dark Souls 3. And I don't... I don't do strategy guides anymore. I used to back in the day, mainly because um, some of the good strategy guides had some good behind-the-scenes stuff, and some, they had some artwork and assets and stuff. But but now, now that a lot of these like special edition or limited mm-hmm. edition sets come with little art books, I felt it's you know really not that necessary. But see, you guys, I mean, it's a hundred and thirty dollars, but it comes in a like nice dark soulsy case. Um, there's a replica Estes flask and a sword bookmark and it, it does have the strategy guide too, but I mean, you know, a sword bookmark and an Estes flask. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's pretty cool. That's, that's, I'm sorry, that, Alan, you're not going to convince either of us on this that's, one. So. It's pretty cool. I'm t- you know, fill that, <laughs> fill that Estes flask with Sunny D. You got yourself a game going. Um, yeah, I, yeah, it's just one of those. Th- <laughs> it's just one of those things where, hmm, kind of thought about it for a few minutes. It's like, eh, I probably don't need that. So, so how much? Or at least wait again? until it comes down in price or something. But <laughs> and the game doesn't come with that. It's uh, about a hundred and thirty bucks, I believe. All right. No, that's no. That's I mean, just the no, that's guide. just a strategy Because <laughs> Alan's uh, not but, he probably already pre-ordered the like collector's edition of the uh, actual game itself too, which I'm sure is a hundred bucks. It, yeah, it is. I'm. I, I just have the the plain old like day one edition. Um, but I mean, if the, you're gonna, I mean, Alan, if you're gonna go 130 for a strategy guide, you might want to yeah. up your uh, actual. Oh no, yeah, game. exactly, exactly. <laughs> I need I need that statue. Damn it. Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so it's it's just been this whole kind of going back to Dark Souls and um, finding that I, like, the the first time I played through Scholars of the First Sin um, was very brief, just as a sort of, hey, let me see what they changed, mm-hmm. because that was, that was the big thing with the re-release of the game, is not only was it being released for um, current consoles, but they changed enemy placement, they changed item placement... Um, they pretty much reshuffled the deck. And for someone who played Dark Souls 2 a lot, to kind of come in and see where everything is, like all the things you expected aren't there, or things that you weren't expecting are there, um, it re- it dramatically kind of changes the game. And so that's, that's really cool. And I've had, I've kind of, going back and forth with a friend who's who's finished through it and she's been kind of giving me oh yeah they changed this they changed that but i find that i'm doing that i did much better 
with it than it, than before. Um, I don't know if maybe because Bloodborne is still relatively fresh and I'm running a dex character, so I have high dexterity, and so it's pretty swift. You can uh, roll pretty quick and generally just run laps around most of the enemies. So it's been it's been really in, that sort of like guys. I think this game is this. They made this game too easy because I'm doing really well, and like it's been only two days, and I feel like I'm halfway through like the main game, and then I get to the Iron Keep, and then it's just like nope, slow down there, buddy. We're gonna we're gonna send all of these uh, all of these enemies your way and all the weapons you've been using up to this point that have been just mm. like waste to everybody they do jack squat so it was a real real brick wall and it was it it was just again kind of as frustrating as that game can be it, it was really it was a really good feeling to kind of get past that and and move on so it's just been. Yeah, just just been Dark Souls, and I've completely forgotten. I can tell you that it, it is worth later. going back to. Uh, it's but, yeah, Alan, that's it's a fun. shame. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And again, it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, it the switch wasn't over to like a lack of boredom. It was just talking sure, about sure. that game again and kind of reliving yeah. those experiences. It's just like you know, let's let's try it again. But yeah, no, I definitely have plans to go back to Tomb Raider because. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's nice. a lot of fun. Uh, more fun than I thought it would be. Here, well, speaking of, of things that are, are difficult, yeah. uh, I've been trying yeah. to to dive into the flame and the flood. And it's not the flame and the flood; uh, it's the flame in the flood. Oh uh, god, I'm not Is really that game sure how be that you know happens, but there's a flame inside of the flood. Uh, so that game is a roguelike. Um, <laughs> so it is an inherently uh, kind of yeah. difficult, mostly because it. In a sense, you know, there's that kind of Dark Souls thing of you you learn by failing. Um, it, it so far doesn't fear feel near as mm-hmm. crippling as as Dark Souls does. Uh, I'm currently on my third kind of try after having died. The first time uh, I was mauled by a wolf. Uh, the second time I. I don't have no. any spears, so usually I, I, I just, throw spears through walls. Uh, that's what I've learned. So I've got a stone oh, hammer currently. Well, I don't actually know how to use it though. <laughs> oh good. So just I don't just have take a lighter. lighter light um, that on fire and. <laughs> Dang it, man! Well, actually, you don't have a lighter in Far Cry Primal either, but somehow they get those things lit real quick. So. <laughs> Actually, this game really interests me. Yeah, it looks real, um, I, this looks like a very really, yeah, heard of really it. interesting. Yeah. And uh, so it's kind of like a, an isometric, you know, top-down sort of view when you're you're running around. Uh, the so the the closest kind of analogies that or not analogies uh, allegory kind of parallel game to it would be uh, actually kind of Oregon Trail in a way. Uh, so, so you're by yourself, uh, but you do have a dog, and the dog's name is Aesop, which is is awesome. Um, and you've got an you've got like a backpack. The dog has a backpack, and you're, you're going around the world collecting stuff. Uh, you're you're collecting dandelions, and you're collecting water. You're collecting uh, cattails. You're collecting mulberries, and uh, you're collecting timber and just all, all various sorts of things. And then 
uh, you you first start off in this little area and then you go and find a raft and you start going down this river and so the um, kind of the I don't want to say the main part of the game, but uh, kind of your main mode of transportation or your only mode of transportation is is this raft. And so you go down a river, and you'll see these icons kind of pop up and uh, indicate that there's not a, a settlement, but there's a place to uh, to stop off nearby. Uh, so there are churches, there are mills, there are repair shops for your raft, bait shops. Uh, wilderness sites and campsites. I think that's all the the various types of places, and each one will have different um, different stuff that you can find. So at, at churches, uh, you can generally find like rags and stuff like that, so that you can create bandages to to heal yourself. Uh, in the wilderness, that's where you're going to find the most food. You can find rabbits and stuff like that to to trap and. Um, and be able to eat. I haven't actually figured out how to make a trap yet, so I haven't killed. I haven't killed anything actually. Um, it's well so far. Uh, I did find like out that there's a sprint button, which the, the game hasn't <laughs> yeah. told me that yet. But when you pause it, uh, it does show you all of the controls, and I realized that the right bumper is actually sprint. Uh, so that has, uh, now on my third playthrough, that has helped me a lot from wolves when they pop up and, you know, kind of want to kill me. Um, or boars, uh, wild boar. Uh, they're they're nasty, too. Uh, so the second time that I... So the first time I, I died from a wolf attack, the second time I actually died not from not directly from a wolf attack, uh, but I'd, I'd been attacked by a wolf, I'd been attacked by some boar. Um, I... I could, I got poison ivy. Uh, if you you'll come to like recognize items in the world, and if you see like these kind of bush things that c cross a path, then that's poison ivy. And if you go through that, then you you get poison ivy. Um, and if if your uh, scratches get infected, then you'll get other diseases. So I I eventually in the second playthrough I actually died uh, from sepsis. Um, uh, no, it's it's not good. Uh, I haven't contracted dysentery, good. but when I died of Can sepsis, die of that's dysentery? when I was like, this is just Oregon Trail in 2016. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so now, what's the, what's like... Um, so it is because a... Because it sounds so close to Oregon so Trail, like, what's it's the kind setting of a, a post, I mean, is uh, it... I don't want to say post-apocalyptic America, uh, but in, in some ways, it's, it's also... It's like Oregon Trail and Huckleberry Finn, because because you're going down this river on a raft. Um, hmm. So I, when you first start the game, and is it just you, you how have long this can little you radio that chirps? And I don't know. You get a goal saying to like repair your radio and and find a radio station. So I I think you do have a goal of maybe contacting other civilizations. So far, I've found no other humans in this world. What? Wait. <laughs> Wait, so is this like the, the lead-in game to Firewatch? <laughs> that would be so weird if that happened. Uh, as really? far as I know, no. Uh, but yeah, so far, so far it has just no, been how long cool, can though. I survive. And that this, really cool. actually, third playthrough, I'm, I'm still in... Um, you uh, anytime that you you stop at an area, um, it will save. Anytime you sleep, it'll save. Anytime you go to a 
campfire it saves and anytime you leave an area and get back on your raft uh it will save um so you don't have to do it all kind of in in one one through and one of the other kind of neat things about it is whatever is in aesop's backpack which is smaller than yours but whatever is in that will actually carry over to your next game so if you know that death is coming then then you can kind of you know pull out your inventory and it does a uh I'm sure other things do this. Dark Souls may even do this. I don't remember. But the thing that I remember uh, most is Zombie You doing it, where when you pull out your inventory, like the world is still going and people can kill you. Um, so that have the only way to pause the game is to hit oh, the pause yeah. button mm-hmm. or whatever the pause button is on the Xbox controller. It's not the pause button, but it it's still just a pause button. I don't know why they renamed right. that. It do- doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But anyway... Oh, it's I'm, it's I'm looking at it's beautiful. And it's I, got I this love, great uh, um, kind of art style. country western style soundtrack that that works really well with its aesthetic. Um, and so, yeah, it's this kind of uh, post societal America, I guess. Like it, it seems like everything has kind of been destroyed, not from a, a nuclear bomb or anything, but just like maybe the global warming and you know, rising rivers or something like that. I, I don't really know, but as you're going down the river, you, you see that this wasn't always a river because there are uh, telephone poles like sticking up out of the uh, the water, and you'll see broken bridges, and you'll see you'll actually see houses and cars actually kind of floating down the river with you and crashing into stuff. Uh, it's it's really interesting and it's huh. it's actually really complex and kind of all the systems that are going on underneath That's because cool. uh, you know when when nighttime comes it gets colder and so if you don't have good clothes on then you'll start to get cold and as you get cold it makes you get hungry faster and you need to sleep more often and it's like all the different kind of systems uh, affect each other so if if you're tired then you get hungry faster and if you're hungry then you get tired faster and you know you have to drink water or otherwise you'll get sick and if you don't drink purified water then you could potentially get sick and if you eat food that's not cooked then you could get sick it's it, it's all really complex but it's actually kind of done pretty simply in terms of the the interface uh, and how you're kind of controlling everything it's uh, it's it's super interesting so far. I have not gotten to the end. Uh, if there is an end, so I I know there's a, a campaign, which that's that's what I've been playing. So it makes me think that there is some sort of ultimate goal. Um, but it, it's pretty light on story, so I don't actually really the the goal may simply be just you know uh, kind of fix your radio and uh, yeah, it's five. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because like, uh, what was the game yeah. I was just playing? Um, the one with about the uh, this war of mine, a very similar thing mm-hmm. where you actually, I mean, your goal is to get to a certain day, but I mean that is so non, it's not consequential at all. I mean, you're more interested in just how well you can survive and how far yeah. you can get. Um, and, and the way that their campaign works is you just get different people to try to go to that end date. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, like getting to there actually never feels that satisfying. It's more uh, the in-between stuff where you're trying different like techniques and stuff, but it is um, it is really cool. That game, sound, that game looks it, it sounds it's really really cool. And I, I would recommend it because uh, I don't know. It is a roguelike in the fact that you know when you die, you die, and you have to start over again. But it's I don't know. It, it seems like a lot of roguelikes have become the more Twitch platformy 
sort of things, which I'm just unless it's Super Meat Boy or like right. uh, yeah. Rayman, then I'm just not all that interested in those because uh, well, one those aren't those aren't roguelikes, <laughs> so I, you know you can just kind of throw yourself at a problem over and over again and eventually survive and be okay, and that that's my method of of getting through platformers that way. Um, so when you combine yeah. that with permadeath, it just it makes me really frustrated. Yeah. <laughs> so this is you know that kind of idea of you know death being very consequential, yeah. but at the same time it's much slower pace. There's there's not really. I assume there's combat at some point because I like I crafted an arrow here recently. I can't use it yet because I don't have any way to shoot the arrow, but I've got an arrow, um, so I assume I'll be able to use that stuff at some point. Um, it does the game when you start the the game. It does tell you that you're in region one of ten, so theoretically getting to region ten would would be the end of the game. Um, and then there's also two difficulties um, in the campaign. There's uh, traveler and uh, survivor and traveler means that you know there's more um, supplies out in the wilderness which they haven't been that abundant so it I, I can't imagine what survivor is and then also in survivor uh, things like cold and hunger just affect you more and then there's also an endless mode uh, assuming you know there's just not a an endpoint at that you just kind of go and go, oh, yeah. and go until you yeah. die So really, I mean, I haven't um, been able to fight anything because like I don't have anything to fight or... with. So I, so... I just die. Yeah, I. Um, okay. So I, I mean, I've got my, my stone hammer now <laughs> that I recently crafted, and you have to to craft something. You have to do it at a campfire, um, which you can you can get stuff and actually build campfires yourself, or you can just find where there's either a pretty lit campfire or an extinguished one, and uh, and you know, uh, craft it by using some timber and flint. Um, so, uh, so yeah, it is, it is super interesting. I, I can't really give any kind of verdict on it cause I've played it for about an hour and a half this morning uh, and I'm having a lot of fun with it and it's, um, it's, it's really neat, but I, I don't know. There's just, I don't have a holistic picture of, of what the game is yet. Um, yeah. All right, cool. There we go. That sounds cool. I mean, and it's it. one of those uh, few yeah. kind of indie games that's on PC and Xbox rather than PC and uh, PS4. So, uh... so yeah, and I think it was oh, cool. I, I re the only reason that I know anything about it is I remember that the game was Kickstarted a while back, um, and I I remember uh, seeing stuff mm -hmm. about like yeah, it, it was, was a bunch of like page, X Halo yeah. and Bioshock guys making a you know isometric roguelike and I was just like well that just sounds <laughs> too interesting to not pay attention to at some point uh, I don't think that's one of the ones that I, I backed <laughs> but uh, it, it seems interesting so far so You know, it's funny you say um, you mentioned Xbox. That reminded me of the other thing that I that I caught myself playing, which is the um, mm -hmm. Plants vs Zombies Garden Warfare. Yeah. You mean Garden Warfare Two? No, the, the first one. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm the kidding. first one, yeah. Which is like, yeah. I mean, I just thought uh, I when you posted <laughs> that. I was like, wait a second. Didn't the second <laughs> one just come out? Um, but like. I'm on board with the second one, and it was just one of those things. I was at a friend's house, and we were playing games, and it's like, oh, hey, you know, I got this for the kids, but I, I tried it, and I thought it was pretty cool, and so we spent like two hours 
um, straight of playing this Garden Warfare, and it's surprisingly fun. Like I, I'm guilty of just kind of writing it off as a yeah, you know, just, just a quirky little thing. Alan, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is a great um, game. But yeah, it's it's pretty great. It's pretty great, and I'm yeah, I'm you know I barely scratched the surface of the first one, but um, after what I've played, I'd, I'd definitely like to try the second one. I have not played Splatoon, but I feel like it was Splatoon before Splatoon, um, in that it's just a very fun, lighthearted, yeah, uh, third person shooter. Where I mean, I don't know. It's just it's such an easy game to sit down and play. Where I feel so. Um, intimidated in most shooters this one mm-hmm. i just even though i'm still dying a lot i just didn't yeah. feel like I, I didn't feel <laughs> as bad <laughs> my performance um I, yeah i think that game's great and i think actually ea access has made that game uh have long legs which made it interesting that they came out mm-hmm. with a second one um uh because you can actually still find matches and stuff in the first game um cool. i don't know i just i really like that game i think it took that franchise which i would have never thought would go that totally. route yeah and, uh, it's really viable and i think it's cool I, yeah. I don't think the second one's uh I, I don't think the second one will do as well i think they got a little lucky with the first one mm-hmm. uh, just it hit at the right time there's also the right the right price yeah, i was too. gonna I say I was, I was thinking of the 30 first or 40 one bucks kind of a, for this second title. one 60 yeah uh, yeah okay mm-hmm. yeah i ended up paying 20 bucks for it yeah, I mean, I think it came out at thirty pricey. forty. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, it's it's got a lot of great personality, and you know, um, everybody loves horde mode, and this is pretty much all that is with some like tower defense uh, elements there. But like the the different character classes you can play as are are really interesting, and and they do um, they have their own dynamic on the battlefield and it can really change where things go and yeah it's it's a lot of fun it's a crazy amount of fun you know and, it, and it's nice to play kind of like a horde mode style game but like the colors are just so vibrant it's got a good sense of humor and um Does it's it have just to kind of fun co-op? it's as fun to look at as it as it is to okay. play i may i may have to get it just for that considering so yes. few games have that these days yeah split screen uh, I, I like to have a shooter that I can sit down with friends, like yeah, in the yeah, same yeah, room yeah. and and play. <laughs> it, it is that's that's really the only way I'll, I'll play. A it's more fun that way. That way, yeah, it's um, more fun. That so I, that's yeah. that's good to hear. I'm, I may pick that up at some point just to, yeah. <laughs> just to have that kind of game in my library. <laughs> and it was it was a it was a, it was a great game to play because we we started playing out with uh, Halo Five. And mm-hmm. both of us hadn't played that in a while, and we were just yep. miserable at it and just getting frustrated. And it's just like, yeah. fuck this game. Hey, you want to play Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare? I'm like, yeah, sure, okay. Nice. And we ended up playing that for the rest of the night. It was awesome. Yeah, I'm now kind of, <laughs> I'm kind of interested in that. <laughs> but, yeah. It's good. It's really, really good. Um, yeah. I've even, like, jumped back in. Uh, which says a lot. Uh, even okay. like a year later, I've jumped back in because I played a lot of that when it first came out. Um, a to review it, and then B, I kept playing it afterwards. It's just it's a really easy game to get back into because you just it's just never intimidating, and it's got some good stuff. I think they do some smart things to. Um, I actually think it's a pretty well balanced game for yeah. a budget multiplayer game. I mean, um, it's cool. I really yeah. like that one. It's it's disappointing to hear that they're they're you know the price point for the second for the second game and i i just wonder if it's gonna be 
I don't know. I just wonder if it'll like kind of lightning will strike twice for them on this. And, um, cause I mean, I remember when it came out, not really hearing much about it or paying, paying much attention uh, to it. Um, so it wasn't like, you know, I heard people talking about like the way people were talking about Splatoon or something, you know? Right. So, um, definitely a word of mouth sort of thing, but you know, yeah. we'll, we'll see how that second one does. Cool. <laughs> yeah, no, that's yeah, I mean, just a, yeah. just a sort of, it's, uh, it's good to hear. Sorry, I, uh, but, I'd heard Joel, uh, you know, talk about, it, I guess it was probably what a year ago. Is that when that one came out or, okay. Um, but I hadn't really heard anything about yeah, it about a year since, ago, I think so, so that's that's cool. I yeah, I mean, I think um, yeah, I, I'm I'm surprised actually it didn't get a little bit more buzz, but I, maybe it was more than a year ago. It feels like it was longer now. Um, but yeah, I mean, even Garden Warfare Two, I have not played that game. Um, we didn't get a, any review copies or anything uh, like we did for the first one, which is odd because I think I gave the first one a pretty good review, but. Um, Garden Warfare 2, I mean, it's got a meta score of oh, yeah, it was, 81. It was released is, two years ago. I think ago, about too. where the first uh, one was, too. So. Um, okay, yeah. I was going to say, it did feel like it was a little... Actually, the first one had a meta score of 76, huh. uh, which is interesting. But, I, yeah, I mean, I think yeah, the I, price point was actually what yeah. kind of sold me on the first one. I thought it was, like, a really good value. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you were getting um, 60 bucks I, I just yeah, I don't care how much you added to that game I just don't see that as a $60 title but yeah, yeah. Uh, that that's kind of the danger you have of putting a game out at a certain sure. price and then making the sequel full full mm-hmm. retail that's that's tough <laughs> but yeah I'm glad you liked it though Alan I, I, yeah like no, I, it was I, it was it was fun and I'm just thinking back because I think we saw we we saw it announced at that EA uh, presentation right uh, during E3 and yeah. just kind of seeing them put a put a <laughs> layer of um, like battlefield over it, yeah. it's just like what is what is this? And I, I think I kind of just tuned out because yep. they're you know they were they had like the Plants vs Zombies logo, but they were doing that like sort of Battlefield Three scratch like you know like heavy heavy music. I'm like what the hell is this? <laughs> like EA does. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> EA's uh, flower would have just been a trailer with just like you know, <laughs> actually yeah. not really because I mean like EA's cool. flower is basically unraveled yeah, exactly. so yeah. they they didn't do that to that so <laughs> yeah that's true uh, yeah but uh, yeah cool uh, any any other uh, kind of I don't know just notable things over the last few months okay. Oh, uh, just before you go on to that note, actually, the, the <laughs> thing that I think it, that um, endeared me the most uh, to the Flame and the Flood so far is there's a location that you come to, and I think they're all, uh, you know, randomly placed, uh, not necessarily completely randomly generated, uh, but I got to a place called Goodbye Blue Mondays, uh, which is a reference to a Kurt Vonnegut book and <laughs> uh, Breakfast of Champions. Oh, which, which Vonnegut book? Okay, I actually Sla- just yeah, finished Slaughterhouse Five. Uh, Slaughterhouse yeah. What is it? Slaughterhouse Five. Yeah, it was good. It's different, man. Hey, if you want to continue down that path, before. I would recommend uh, uh, Welcome yeah. to the Monkey House. It's uh, uh, Slaughterhouse Five, and okay. Uh, unfortunately, I already 
And that I one's that one's good too. Breakfast uh, bites. I would just uh, so far the, sale, of like all the ones that I've read, the ones that I've okay. liked the most have been Slaughterhouse and um, Welcome to the Monkey House. But I, I've loved everything. Um, so mm. it's, it's some good yeah, stuff. Yeah, so no, what, what have you read? Uh, I've been meaning to, but um, I've been reading a lot of uh, YA stuff because I figured <laughs> as a Teen services librarian, I should probably understand my collection. Well, do um, I have a recommendation for you? <laughs> I just finished, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but now that no, was no. too easy. Uh, yeah. I just finished Brandon Brandon Sanderson's uh, Steel Heart Reckoners. Oh yeah. Oh the, my gosh, those are on I, my list. Oh yeah. man, I uh, I know Jonathan and I have had discussions off, not on the dark cast, but offline on. Uh, just his kind of overall thoughts, but I, I got to tell you, this is one of my favorite uh, superhero stories ever. Awesome. Uh, in fact, it's probably my favorite. I think uh, all three novels are amazing, and I think uh, I really hope. Actually, I kind of hope they don't make it into movies. I know it got picked up mm-hmm. uh, by some studios, uh, but I just think those are three just amazing uh, books, and I think it kind of takes an interesting look at. Um, what if super, all the superheroes were bad? Um, and yeah. uh, it's interesting. Right. It's such a great trilogy, though. I just actually wrapped it up yesterday. Yeah, um, no, it sounds it sounds awesome. And yeah, that's that's definitely. I, on my, I enjoyed on it my for the most part, but the, so, yeah, the reason that. that I did I only read the first one. The only the reason that I didn't like it, I can't talk about without spoiling. So I'm not going to. But basically, it ends up being more of a superhero comicy story sure. than it kind of appeared to be at the beginning and i i wasn't a big fan of that um so but uh yeah right this yep. is this is the uh this is where jonathan and i go back to disagreeing with each other because <laughs> i oh, well good. so yeah, actually, i was starting to get a little nervous there yeah, yeah. <laughs> so john you know, so jonathan uh has read and has far more expertise in this area than I do. Um, I do not, I have not read a ton of comics or superhero stuff. Um, but I will say for me, what I liked about this trilogy was the fact that the main characters are not uh, super powered. Um, and I think that's just such an interesting dynamic. I think the main guy too is just uh, hilarious. And it's just, mm-hmm. as someone who reads a lot of Sanderson, uh, it's just such a different novel for him that um, it's it's his first novel that doesn't have a crazy magic system that that's hard to understand. Uh, so I just yeah I, I ate that stuff up, and the fact that he uh, writes so many books every year and they're all such so good is <laughs> makes me super envious. That's I don't awesome. know how he does that. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, he writes like these giant thousand-page epics like yearly. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I, I absolutely loved it. I thought the third book uh, wrapped it up really nice, and I think a lot of superhero stuff has to have tough times wrapping things up and making it seem plausible yeah. with kind of the nice. lore that they've built. But I thought the third book did a really, really good job. Um, yeah, it's a really cool. good series. That's great. Yeah, no, well, I'll have to bump it up the list then, I think. I was going to say, I think the audio version's the way to go on that one, though. Oh, yeah? Who, who reads them? Um, I forget the guy's name, but he does some great. I'm gonna look it up real quick, but he does some incredible voices. Um, guy's name is oh, McLeod. How to say his first name? MacLeod Andrews. I'm gonna McLeod, say. Yeah. M a c l e o d. Is it McLeod? That's, 
Yeah, that's McLeod how the, the name is pronounced uh, and spelled in yeah. uh, Highlander. So yeah, it's it's McLeod. At least according to Highlander, which is you know right in Got every it. regard. So. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, yeah, yeah. Even though they've got a Scotsman I mean, playing, would a, you do it uh, any other way? Too, it works. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I can't. I can't say anything because I think that's like one of the greatest movies ever made. So, uh, you know, not that I'm knocking or anything. Just, just saying. It's, it's, <laughs> it's amusing. <laughs> so, what have you been reading, Alan? Uh, <laughs> um, just to quickly kind of gloss over some of uh, the. St- stuff from the past couple months um i ended up getting through all of the oh, wow. available um star wars books in the new a- anything canon. stand out because um, i've been kind of wanting to, that. to delve um, into that and i haven't for just yeah 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 um lord okay. of the sith is a pretty badass book um it's pretty much a book about vader and palpatine um and uh you know uh Palpatine is going down to this goes down to Ryloth for um uh an inspection and it's that's the Twi'lek homeworld and and on the planet you've got this imperial officer who's trying to, who is super ambitious and is trying to put one over his uh commanding officer who's this sort of you know slovenly um you know she's fallen into decadence sort of thing but um, in order to kind of help himself, he he feeds information to the to the rebellion um, on Ryloth. But then they end up like through some pretty cool master strokes, they end up like owning this guy and forcing him to do like, oh, you've got to do this. You've got to you've got to tell um, you know you've got to tell your commanding officer that Vader and Palpatine need to be here. Okay, the star destroyers here. You need to give us their you know, shield code so we can take out the ship. It's just that this, it sucks for this guy because you just kind of see him get, like, deeper and deeper and deeper and, like, there's no way out for him and you, you almost kind of feel sorry for the guy as, like, all of this shit is going on around him because it's it's all his fault. Um, but the book really shines with the interactions between Vader and Palpatine just because you kind of get to see them unleashed a little bit. Um and so you you see Darth Vader just like being merciless, you know, with with you know everybody, and you're seeing Palpatine use like the mm-hmm. full brunt of the dark side on these poor schmoes who have no idea what they're getting into and they're way over their heads, and and it's pretty good, and it and it ends on a really poignant note between uh, Palpatine and Vader, and it kind of it's a nice little bridge from you know Episode Three Anakin to you know, episode four, Darth Vader. Um, and it kind of touches on their, their relationship and it was pretty cool. I, I really enjoyed it. I think I've okay. finished that in like three days. It's, it was, it was really, really good. Um, a new dawn was okay. I actually didn't, I couldn't finish that one. Um, that's, that's the one that's, uh, features characters from star Wars rebels and a sort of like a, a lead into that series. Um, but I kind of felt like there were, the author was doing, was explaining more than he really needed to about events and characters and situations and stuff. So everything kind of just kind of felt overly long 
and I just and I kind of lost interest in it. And you know, if if anything, it's a good book to read if you want to know more about um, Kanan and Hera, because uh, they they meet they meet uh, for the first time, and you kind of see how their relationship starts. But um, yeah, other than that, um, the, I think those were pretty much. Uh, Lord of the Sith, I think, was uh, the best one Luke? that I've read. Um, um, and yeah. of course the. Okay. Yeah, Heir to the Jedi. I didn't quite care much for that one. Um, uh, for one, it's written in the first person, and that and that bothered me more than I thought it would. Um, and they try to be the author tries to be really funny with some. He tries to crack wise a little bit, and it just doesn't work. Like there's a whole, um, you know, he mentions Tashi Station, and Luke is like, "Huh, I wonder if my you know <laughs> power converters are still there." Oh, 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 oh. just remember that happened in episode four. Um, <laughs> that was pretty now, good. <laughs> if the audiobook version of it um, reads it like you just did, then that might be worth experiencing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. I'll t- I'll tell you what. I'll do my own audiobook version of it, and then. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that one was okay. It didn't didn't blow me away. Um, the Battlefront novel. Um, which is a tie-in in name only, um, was pretty badass because uh, that's uh, it follows a kind of uh, um, a rear guard company for the rebellion, and they kind of always find themselves on um, the front of like a retreat, and they're they're not happy with that, and it's just supplies are low, morale is low, that sort of thing, um, and, it, and it kind of you know the the mid book climax is the battle of hoth but from like their perspective and you get some insight into stuff that you know you normally don't see in star wars like what's it like for a grunt to you know turn the corner of this ice cave and holy shit darth vader's right there and he's killing everybody um so i thought i thought that was really cool i i'm i'm a big fan of of star wars books that you know are either you know non uh main characters or um, you know, like again, like the the soldiers, the the grants, the non the non Jedi characters, which is why I like Republic Commando so much, because you know you you're just following these group of guys doing stuff that's like completely off the books, and they have like no support, um, and you know how how do they deal with that sort of thing? It's you know without like force powers or anything like that. So that's that's I really enjoy that. Really enjoy that. Um, but non-Star Wars books, I just finished recently um, a book by Melissa Landry uh, called Starflight, and um, I loved it because it reads like a Firefly episode. Because um, you have you have it's it's like it's like Kaylee the early years because um, you have this this you know teenage girl who. Uh, you know she's she did something in her past and so you know she's she's got a record but and she's a little rough around the edges but she's like a master when it comes to um space engines and you know starship engines and stuff like that you know she can she can repair an engine in her sleep sort of thing and um she ends up kind of you know her 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 travels take her alongside to this boy that she knew in school that was just a you know he's a rich kid asshole sort of thing and and you get that sort of classic story where like these two people from opposite worlds 
uh, but through their, you know, adventures aboard this, you know, pirate ship, they kind of get close and come together and that sort of thing. And there's space pirates and there's, uh, you know, the, a ragtag bunch of, you know, spacefarers just going off to fringe planets. And you can, you know, can like, you can almost hear like that Firefly twangy soundtrack, soundtrack playing, in uh, playing in the background. Yeah, right. I'd never, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's my secret cap. I'm always hearing the Firefly music. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I really enjoy that. It's a fun read. And right now I'm reading The Diviners by Luba Bray. And uh, it's a paranormal kind of sci-fi um, adventure set in 1920s Manhattan. And it's I heard that one's cool. really good. Yeah, I mean, it's it's taking a while to get started. It's like a 500, 600 page book. I'm I'm only about yeah. 100 pages in, so it it does take some time for it to get going because she's introducing the characters and building the world a little bit. Yeah. But um, boy, she she kind of nailed the the a 1920s you know atmosphere with language and there's a lot of slang, um, and it's called the diviners. Diviners, yeah. I've heard I've yeah. heard a lot of people talk about this one. It's uh. Yeah, I, this one has been on my list for a long time uh, to jump into. I've heard really good yeah. things. It's a how many? Isn't there a couple books in that series? Yeah, now? there's there's two books. Oh, there's two. Uh, Diviners right? yep. is the first one, and Lair of Dreams is the second one. That just came yeah. out a few months ago. Right. Okay. Um, That's why I reheard about it. That's right. <laughs> yeah, and it was the worst possible time to start Dark Souls two because now it's like I want to keep reading this book, but. I need to farm all these souls so I can get past this one boss, and I can't do both. Maybe if I got the I'll audio book on, version, uh, I could do both. Well, we'll keep, keep an eye on. It. Sounds pretty cool. But yeah, it's 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 good. Yeah, and you know, it's it's uh, it skews a little older teen, older teen. So it's it's a little bit has some more mature um, themes to it. There's there's um, you know, it, it kind of all starts with a murder mystery, and and you know, she's pretty descriptive of said murder scenes um but uh okay. yeah no it's it's cool it's really cool nice. i'm 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 digging it totally digging it very nice yeah yeah we, we don't that's true we don't do enough book talk on dark station let's <laughs> <laughs> do an analog talk <laughs> exactly <laughs> while you're waiting for those load times what are yeah, you yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sure, why not? Book talks for loading yeah. screens. We need to add we, that, John. We do. <laughs> All right. right. You and I read a lot, so. I, I, maybe I we will, could make I it just like a once a month thing or something. Okay. Yeah, we can, okay. we can do that. Why not? I mean, yeah, at 100, cool. we yeah, split up the, uh, you know, the club. interviews and the regular podcasts. So at 200, what, why don't we do something else? Ooh, I like where you're going with this. All, All right. right. I'm going with this. <laughs> I, well, I like it. Alan, yeah. I know you need to go here soon because <laughs> it is your lovely that. wife's like birthday. That. But before you do, if you could uh, talk a little bit about anything you were excited for for uh, 2016 and potentially uh, and beyond. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that... yes. <laughs> I, yeah well, I think I, the book club's I, the first thing. Book club, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm, stoked, I'm stoked for Dark Station Book Club. I'm totally down for that. Um, but game wise, um, I've just put in my pre-order for Uncharted four after seeing that the newest story trailer and read story trailer that what's that? You mean the Assassin's Creed? Uh, There's some heard about that, right? In, in the game that was from Assassin's Creed. Uh, (laughs) oh, oh yes, 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 yes. I say, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Whoops. 
Um, Alan's like, no, I'm really not excited for an Assassin's yeah. Creed game. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I really like Syndicate yeah, um, for for as for as bit of a, a neither one step forward, one step back game as that was. I really like that. So just like how Black Flag made me really excited for Assassin's Creed, um, I you know, good on Ubisoft for taking a year off and kind of collecting themselves. And I I like the fact that they that one of probably the reason is just I mean after all this time they still kind of look at Unity and just like oh geez guys we kind of fucked up and you know maybe we should really kind of evaluate what we're doing but yeah no good good on good on them but yes uh, Uncharted Uncharted Four and Assassin's Creed Adventure um, I'm totally looking forward to yeah. um, mainly just because I want to see how they're doing this stuff with his brother. Um, because Uncharted Three is still fresh in my mind, and you know when they show you know plucky young uh, Nathan Drake, you know I didn't see no brother there, and I'm also kind of interested in all of these like scenes of him like living this domestic life with Elena. It just seems really, um, I mean, if they're going the angle where he's like he's kind of retired, he's sworn that life away, but you know, hey, he just needs, you know, his brother comes along mm-hmm. for one big score. Like, I'm I'm excited to see where they're going to go with it. Um, and that game yeah. just looks amazing. I mean, it looks really, really it good. Does. Really good. Wait, you're, you're excited um, about that? And, Wait, of course, Dark I'm, Souls 3. I'm, I'm shocked. Uh, with I'm or without <laughs> the... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Excited <laughs> that I... Excited that I almost considered a 130 strategy guide. Um, $130 strategy guide. So, there you go. Um... Brunch. Yeah, I'm kind of purposely keeping myself in the dark for that one. Uh, hey, dark and Dark Souls. Um, just because I, I kind of want to be surprised because after after that first one, it's like, oh, hey, Did Dark Souls 2 is coming out. Did adversely affect your enjoyment but, of Dark Souls 2? Um, I'm interested. Okay. No, no, not at all. Not at all. But it's just kind of like... It, it like... Forcing myself not to... Not to stray too far into like Star Wars The Force Awakens after all those trailers came out and actually sitting in there and kind of being surprised with stuff was a was a really fun feeling. So I'm gonna try and do it, you know, with this is this is another series that I'm so heavily invested in. I kinda wanna just approach it with a, you know, clean frame of mind, that sort of thing. Um and then uh, let's see, we've got Full Throttle Remastered is coming out this year, I believe. Um, that's a no-brainer for me because that's one of my definitely one of my favorite Lucas Arts adventures, just below Grim Pendingo. and uh, No Man's Sky. Whenever it chooses to come out, I will totally be on board for that. That's got to be a VR launch title. Yeah. God, did you see how much, charged, uh, uh, how much they're charging? Seven What was it? The two hundred dollars more than five? the uh... yeah. <laughs> the uh, Oculus. It's like, can you just can you can you just yeah, give it already out all the controllers and stuff like that? Can you just give me the headset? I you know, I'm this is kind of what I was really afraid of that this stuff is going to be way too pricey, and I don't know what the Vive is trying to do by giving you all that stuff instead of just saying, hey, you know, here's just the headset and one controller, go. Right. You know, I don't. I don't need. Actually, you know what? And I, you're actually the best person to ask this since you've played it. But what do you think of uh, Oculus launching bundled with the E Valkyrie game? That E <laughs> Valkyrie game was so friggin' cool. Oh yeah, my I, god! I, I remember you gushing about it, so I thought you might. Yeah. 
that was a good idea, but it wasn't. I mean, wasn't sure at, yet. at the end of the day, it's it's a and it's it's an arena dogfighting kind of game, but it's the VR um, aspect of it was was really cool, and um, I I can't remember if I wrote this in the in the article, but I had this fear that it was like, okay, don't throw up, don't throw up, don't throw up. Um, but <laughs> getting that so headset on, you threw up and, before you even put the headset on. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but putting that headset on and like looking around and taking everything in, it was just like, oh my god, this is what VR can do, and and it's it's no more of this like crazy, stupid-looking lawnmower man sort of stuff. I mean, it's just like re- legit, realistic. I can look down. Hey, look at me. I'm skinny. Look at that. That's awesome. Um, but just it's it's way it's pretty damn immersive and it's fun. It's cool. It's just I would not. I, at this point, I would not pay um, the money that they're asking for it. Yeah, it, um, it's it's crazy. Those, those it, are it's, such high entry points. You yeah. kind of have to wonder, like, how, and I know we're going to wrap this up, but it, it's really my big question for this year is how, what, what, what makes developers want to develop for that platform? Because, like, it, mm, it's got to right. have such a small install base for that, yeah. that entry price. Yeah. And, you know, it's cool and, like, experiencing it just showed me that that stuff is viable it works it's great it's awesome it's cool but again yeah with that price entry you're pricing a lot of people out and you know you need you want to have a high adoption rate so people will actually make games for it that'll matter um i just kind of don't see that happening right now i mean probably like five years down the road there'll be price where everybody can own like two you know, as the as the tech gets better, but yeah, right now I'm I'm really disappointed to see those prices, and I'm I'm really curious to see what Sony's going to do, what they're how much they're going to price theirs, because if anything, that seemed to be like the most yeah. accessible option for me, um, because you would just run it on your PS4. But I I am um, really interested. So I'm kind of to waiting see, to see what they do uh, what with that. that one. Could potentially do because I feel weird saying this, but I feel like the just with the the crazy adoption rate that we've we've had with the PS4 and how much it's selling, uh, I feel like the VR on the PS4 yeah. is actually the mm-hmm. best option to kind of further this as an industry and get it in the most people's hands. But yeah. at the same time, I'm kind of worried because with the specs they're releasing yeah. of what you need to play the Oculus and the Vive, like what kind of experiences are we really oh, going like, to get with the yeah. PS4 yeah. version? Yeah. Right, and I think there's yeah, there's two things. One, it's going to come with an external box, which who knows what that what's going to be in that extra box. Ooh, uh, the other thing too is they glove. just patented a glove. Yeah, it seems like it might be oh. something. Oh, yeah. it's just so bad, you guys. Oh, so man. I guess we'll find out. We will actually find out on March fifteenth uh, what that what, what pretty much I'm guessing this is going to be a very similar to their PlayStation Four reveal. Um, a full kind of lowdown on uh, what the PSVR is going to be because I agree with you guys. I think that's the, which is crazy because this is coming after the move, but um, the, this yeah. probably has the best chance of getting yeah. a high adoption rate. It's up to Sony whether they support it long term or not. But it'll be cool. I, I think I have the most hope, at least for me personally, on the PlayStation VR just because I already own a PS4 and it seems like the yep. most logical way to get into VR, uh, especially if they release No Man's Sky as their kind of launch yeah. game. I, I anticipate they will. Um, I think that's a perfect game to yeah. 
and you jump into I VR. Believe, oh. I believe Valkyrie will be on PS4 nice. as well. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Cool. So, All right. yeah, there would be yeah that No Man's Sky. I'd be I'd be those, I'd be happy with those would be and and it's also kind of crazy that titles. depending on how much the headset for the the PlayStation Four is like it may be cheaper that like I don't have a PS4 yet but it may be cheaper for me to buy a PS4 and the, right. the Morpheus which I'm going to continue yeah. to call it because that's better than PlayStation VR. Um, <laughs> But uh, yes. like it, it very well could be cheaper to buy yeah. those two things <laughs> rather than a Vive and the graphics card that I would need to be able to run the Vive mm-hmm. or the Oculus. <laughs> yeah, seriously, seriously. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw the specs for Oculus and it was like, nope, I've got a computer that's over five years old. Um, I'm getting messages from Chrome saying that it's not going to be supporting my operating system anymore and it's right. like I can't afford to build a new computer yeah. that you want me to build for yeah, Oculus it's, you guys it's crazy, can't do that. crazy expensive <laughs> and I mean like I, I built my computer two years ago and I can play most games at almost all the way high settings we're starting to get to stuff now uh, that I can't run at like very high anymore like the Tomb Raider I have to mm-hmm. run on, on high not very yeah. high which I'm still you know ha- it is it is a little sad but um it's such a depressing feeling <laughs> uh but just thinking about that but you know i, I spent over a thousand dollars on my computer i have a, a pretty powerful rig that can play pretty much anything these days or it can play anything these days just not necessarily you know we're getting to that like i said that point but just like it doesn't it's nowhere near what it needs to be <laughs> to to play these headsets uh like i i would probably have to replace my yeah. processor too which like it's yeah. you're basically building a new computer at that point i don't mm-hmm. i'm not gonna do that for this one experience when my computer's totally valid for everything else so um so yeah it is yeah but you know it's neat and I'm glad I'm yeah. glad I had the experience to try it out just to like because again it was one of those the Oculus and VR in general is just you can't it's it's so hard to sell without actually trying it so I'm glad I tried it and I've seen it I know it works and someday you know do you think there's any I'll, potential I'll that um, we may see VR pop up and then disappear for 20 years like we did about 20 years ago. <laughs> It's it's possible. There's a lot of money behind it though right now. Uh, yeah, I this yeah. the this is they're making such a huge push more oh, yeah. than, you know, the back in the time. day. Yeah. And it it seems like this this can I can see it sticking around. Again, it it may stick around in the hands of the of the wealthy and um you know, people who can early adopters. But I can, I don't know, you've got John, you've got John Carmack working on it. Um, you've got some pretty serious people working on it. And um, I don't know. V, again, at first, I, you know, I was said this is just another gimmick. This is the connect. This is the move. This is the Wiimote. Um, but mm. again, having experienced it, it, it really is cool. They, they are, they are, you know, they can ca- cash checks nice. on what they're saying. You know, it, it is pretty cool. Well, cool. Huh? Any, any other uh, thoughts before we, we call it a day? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. 
No. Read the Brandon Sanderson books. Yes. Wow. I'm so glad that that that, that is that is our one takeaway. I will say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it, yes. Please do. Um, and is what's the name of the first book? Is it Steel Steelheart? Heart. Okay. Yeah. Steelheart oh. is the first book. There's also a novella right after my, my takes place right after Steelheart. I forget what that one's called, but um, the, yeah, I think it is Mitosis. Then there's Fire Fight or Fire Watch. I forget now. Um, and that's Calamity, which is the third book. Um, all. All three, I are including the um, shorter novel, are fantastic. Uh, yeah, Mitosis, Firefight, and Calamity, awesome. um, they're all out now, so I would highly recommend those. All right. Well, Sweet. thank you, gentlemen, for, for joining me next. and participating in this other part of episode 200 of the Dark Cast. Uh, thank you so much. Yep. Woo! Happy episode 200. Ah, 100. That's, that's awesome, by the way. I, I feel like I didn't address that but that that is amazing and jonathan like yeah. you are amazing for all of these and everything yeah. that you do and great job man i mean yeah, ab- congratulations ab- absolutely man yeah huge congratulations for doing what you've probably done uh, like, so we, we i, I about checked this last week. and you've probably done um, 400 episodes <laughs> so the yes. uh, the pages that Uh-oh. dark station has it, it <laughs> categorizes things in, or not categorized it has 10 things per page there are 38 pages of the dark cast Wow, I was close. Um, so I, nice. I, I looked at it, uh, and I started kind of uh, doing – or hosting around episode 30. Uh, I officially became the host at episode 37. Um, Jeez. So, Not to mention some of those are multi-part. Yeah, so you've done yeah, about right. 850 episodes been, been or so. Been doing it a while. So, uh, Man, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I concur with uh, Alex. <laughs> well, Congratulations. Yeah, Thank man. you, guys. Congrats. It's awesome. I couldn't do it without you guys. Nobody would want to hear me talk for 350 episodes well, by I myself. Mean, that would be weird. Um, I actually tried to yeah. do that one point, and I realized that just talking to yourself and not having other it's people, that is, that is not a good thing. Uh, but uh, so so sincerely thank you guys for for being on here and kind of celebrating this uh this milestone yeah. and uh look forward to potentially dark cast book club thing at some point maybe mm. we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see how that hey, goes yeah. we should we should yeah we'll yeah we'll do why not yeah. um so so yeah uh thank you guys again and uh thank you for listening um to uh to the dark cast for so long or if you've just joined us whatever uh we've got a whole lot of stuff for you to listen to if you want to <laughs> so uh, 200 episodes or something like 200 that episodes. yeah you know uh, just a few you yeah, know yeah. small handful yeah so uh so yeah thank you guys and uh have a good night or a uh, day actually <laughs>